to episode four of Behind the Drawbridge, the uh, podcast from Castle Cameras. Uh, Castle Cameras being one of the leading independent camera shops in the UK. Um, my name's Graham, uh, your host, and with me as ever is my uh, my co-host, Rob. Hello there. Hello. How are you doing, sir? You haven't got rid of me yet. <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> it's, I mean, without you, there is no show, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Simple got as another that. two episodes, I reckon. That that's, yeah, yeah. And that'll and be the, it. And then that's the end. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's good, isn't it? The shop is picking up. It's getting nice and busy uh, now as we start to return to normal, which is which is really good to see. And uh, long may it continue. Um, anything else been going on? Exciting in the news? Uh, we've heard of a little Nikon story, haven't we? Um, yes, yes, in the we news, did. Um, which um, uh, is. Well, there's potential uh, quite a lot of sadness, really, if it, um, if it extends beyond what we've heard. Yeah, so this is the story that Nikon uh, has suspended orders for a certain DSLR lens, um, citing production reasons being the uh, the main the main cause. So this is the the the, the lens we're talking about is the AFS Nikkor 180 to 400 f4 um, with a with the teleconverter. Um, and the VR, which is a great lens. Um, but yeah, we, we've sort of noticed for a little while that um, certain lenses uh, that we normally stock have been on back order for, for a little while. But this is the first time Nikon have actually issued a statement um, to the effect that, um, you know, they're actually having a production problem. So they said, uh, concerning this particular lens, they said, uh, thank you for your continued patronage of Nikon products. Due to production reasons, it will take some time for products to be delivered to customers. Therefore, we will suspend the acceptance of orders after May 21st. We sincerely apologize for inconvenience caused to our customers. We will consider the delivery time and resumption time of orders whilst observing the situation and inform you again as soon as it is confirmed. We will do our utmost to deliver the product as soon as possible, and we appreciate your understanding. So yes, like I said, that only pertains to that one particular lens, but you know, let's let's just really hope and pray that this is, uh, you know, it's not a sign of, um, you know, uh, other things to come from Nikon. Yeah, I mean, we don't want to see then bodies. You can't order bodies or other lenses. Um, well, well, let's not go there. I think that would be catastrophic. Um, but we are experiencing stock problems. Um, that's right across the board with all manufacturers. I think the... Um, I, I tell people in the shop, I think the uh, the wheels haven't been greased properly yet on the whole worldwide transportation hub. Yes, um, yeah, I think you're right. The, the ship in the Suez probably didn't help anything. Um, yeah. Uh, but we I mean, we saw this with Nikon with the... Um, the the uh, the Fresnel lenses, um, yeah, certainly yeah. the first one that came out took a long, long time, and people were very patient. And then, so, and then the next one that came out, they didn't seem to have that issue of that lead time mm. with that lens. So, let's just hope that it, this is um, a precautionary me- measure from them to. I suppose to get back on uh, a footing that they know they can back on, a, back on an even kill. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, because uh, you know, obviously we're we're huge Nikon fans, and both both you and I have uh, 
long-time nickel users. So, um, you know, we, we would hate to see... So, uh, 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 Graham, I can just hear all the cannon, just uh, just not listening now, just turning yeah, off just going, off. yeah. <laughs> well, when I say I'm a long-time Nikon user, as I've alluded to in a previous episode, that's just one of my many uh, <laughs> camera brand affiliations. And uh, Yeah, I, I don't I've think owned... you can pigeonhole yourself, Graham. No, I think I, really I, uh, <laughs> you're a long-time user of all cameras, really. Well, that's it, yeah, <laughs> across the board. But Nikon certainly have a have a place in my heart, a dear place in my heart. So uh, let's let's hope that uh, things pick up for Nikon and uh, they, they get back on the right path. And uh, yeah, yeah, let's hope let's hope things change. Mm. But uh, yeah, another bit of news I saw. We, we it's the uh, the great British Bake Off is, is had a photography makeover, and uh, it's airing tonight. Uh, it begins to so we're recording this on the the twenty fourth of May. So uh, uh, in the UK, um, BBC Four. Uh, it's a new program inspired by the Great British Bake Off, <laughs> um, but it's with actually one of my all-time favourite photographers, Rankin. And I don't know if that's a, a controversial uh, someone to like. I, I, I've always admired Rankin's work. It's, it's just so mm. out there and different, and really, you know, does some amazing stuff. And and, and especially to highlight certain you know groups and things over the years. And uh, yeah, he's a, he's a really good guy. And you know, they say never meet your heroes. And I was lucky enough to meet Rankin at the photography show when he, when he taught there a few years ago. And, uh, he really was a great guy, really nice. Lots of time, uh, to listen to me, tell, tell him how amazing he was <laughs> like a proper fanboy. Um, and he was very gracious and he yeah, signed I, I, my pass. <laughs> I, I think he's the right guy for that sort of show. Um, I've seen a couple of documentaries he's done and you think yeah, yeah, in yeah. the end it's the TV show and um, he's very good coming across camera as well. And you need that sort of a, uh, will he be the Paul Hollywood of uh, the uh, yes the show? Yeah. 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 I think all the Mayberry. Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the Paul Hollywood. Let's, let's, let's say that. So, uh, but yeah. no, I think it's good. I think it's uh, six amateurs get to compete for the winner's title. Um, and uh, no one gets booted off. All six are there for the for the duration. There's just one final winner, and uh, uh, I think smartphone photography is included as one of the one of the uh, kind of genres that's acceptable mm. in the show. So it's an interesting move forward, and I think yeah. it's uh, an acknowledgement of of how photography is is evolving. And uh, well, actually, you personally, yeah, <laughs> no, I think it's a good thing, and I think uh, I think you know smartphone photography. I, I I see it as the gateway drug to to a whole new uh, generation of uh, people that can uh, that get into some serious cameras. So yeah. you know, it's a good thing. So yeah, we'll be watching that uh, ranking the uh, the great Brit- no, not the Great British Bake Off, the Great British Photography Challenge over on the uh, BBC Four. So uh, tonight, uh, so our main theme then, Rob. Today, it's uh, the main oh, battle. Be- you're talking about competitions. We might as well uh, draw the uh, competition between mirrorless versus uh, digital SLR. It's the biggest competition in in the industry mm. at the moment, mm. isn't it? So, uh, yes, let's do a let's do a run through of uh, of mirrorless versus DSLR, and uh, you know what what should win? What should win? What's better than the other? But yeah, the- well, it's mirrorless, isn't it? So. It, 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 that's going to win. So okay, thank it. you, ladies and Done, gentlemen, right. for listening to the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> well, it might not be so cut and dry, Rob. So, uh, no, uh, well, oh, we both know it isn't, and uh, I think yeah. it's more. I think this is to, just to highlight to people that it's really about what you photograph and uh, how you photograph that will determine whether you go for mirrorless or digital SLR. Really, yeah, yeah. So let's do this. Uh, let's, let's let's get this underway. In the red corner, <laughs> weighing in at a legendary. Uh, 70 years or so is the DSLR <laughs> and in the blue corner is the new kid on the block the mirrorless camera let's get ready to rumble um, you need one of those microphones coming down from the ceiling yeah. <laughs> uh, that, there we go that's my audition yeah. for, uh, for the next big fight uh, anyway so let's get straight into it Rob round one weight and size well, it's mirrorless isn't it Mirrors, yeah. Well, mirrors. <laughs> mirrorless definitely has the edge in terms of being lightweight and uh, being smaller. Mm-hmm. Uh, if that's what you want, <laughs> of course, you know. Uh, although, actually, I think when you ask most people, most people would agree that mm-hmm. a lighter, smaller camera probably is better. I mean, mm-hmm. I can think of pretty much any situation for your where you're, uh, you know, working as a photographer or, you know, just out for pleasure as a photographer, where those two things actually being lighter and smaller would, would help. So, I mean, landscape photography springs to mind where, where you're walking distances to get to your uh, location, you know, having less weight in your bag. Yeah, uh, street photography as well. You know, you probably want a small enough camera so you don't feel that you're intruding on people's uh um uh daily life um and you're a bit more discreet uh, like a ninja and also wedding photography um you think inside a church you just want something a smaller gear or if you're in sort of crowds you just want something that's not not as big so yeah certainly you know i think it definitely lends itself to uh to, to being better on all accounts um i mean I think with weight and size, though, goes uh, sometimes or certainly historically, um, you could talk about build quality and uh, in terms of resilience. So, you know, I'm thinking to when I went to uh, Finland to photograph bears, I, I went to Finland to photograph the bears up on the Russian border um, and I was there for a week. It was average temperatures of minus 15, minus 20. It was deep snow. Um, and you needed a robust, tough camera. So, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I chose to take with me the 1DX um, because I knew that it wouldn't fail me. Um, I did have um, Sony a7 III at the time as well, I think, and mm-hmm. um, but I left that at home because I, I figured that, you know, the, the battery life, you know, would probably struggle in the cold temperatures. And, um, you know, the, I, I needed a camera that I know that I could drop in the snow, that I could, you know, potentially get eaten by a bear that would actually still survive that. Mm. So uh, mm. I think in certain situations like that, you know, going back over a, a year or two, a couple of years, you know, th- that that bigger weight and that bigger size probably was preferable. But that being said, I think the goalposts have shifted on that, haven't they, recently? So- yeah, but I suppose when you look at wildlife photography and sport photography and... Yes, the, the digital SLRs are heavier, but a lot of pros will say 
it's all about balance. It's that balance between that long lens and that body. And that's why um, I suppose that's another subcategory, isn't it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> the balance of these things. And I think that's why a lot of um, I don't know, diehard pros will probably stay with the digital SLR. Um, but certainly when you look at, say, what were we now? Um, uh, the D5, the where we had 1DX, Mark 2 are we on now? Or is it? Um, uh, Mark 3. Yeah, um, yeah. Mark 3, yeah. Um, they'll, they're like your builder who will always get by default because he's had it for 20 years and it's they it's it's trusting that that model and those models just don't let people that you let the photographers down it's um it, it's always there and it's, uh, it, it's trusting that to a to a mirrorless body um so even if that was canon or nikon um it's that shift that maybe pros are thinking oh that's a big risk to then as you say be out in the snow in finland and then suddenly the camera stops working yeah um which so, yeah I, I think though you know we will see that those those traditional aspects of the size and weight um become you know i think we will see certain mirrorless cameras that will appear like that so i think mm. i mean we don't really know the proper details of it yet but you know obviously the the r3 uh canon announced that uh, the, the development of that a few few weeks ago and certainly from the pictures we can see that that is indeed a, a, almost like a 1dx style body you know mm. with the built-in grip it's big and it's chunky and it's aimed at uh, sports photographers so mm-hmm. you know we could well see that and and i think when i look at cameras like the r5 um that build quality and ruggedness mm-hmm. like a 5d uh free 5d4 5ds it's there isn't it and mm. you could rely on that as a well i've got a confession to make right i've Go seen an r5 for about 10 seconds out of the box yeah <laughs> and the reason that is is because we are just selling them all the time. They come and in th- and they go. And they come in and they go. Yeah. Yeah. They're in, they're out. They're in, they're out. And I'm, I think the other day, well, the guy said, oh, can I have a look at it? And he was going to buy it. So I think Hugh took it out of the box. We were all like, oh, it's an R5. Oh, look at it. Yeah. <laughs> rare but it just shows you that um, how how long Canon took to to bring the mirrorless um, uh, to compete with Sony. And now they are with, with the R5 and the R6. But, Absolutely. Um, yeah. Absolutely. So I think, uh, I think in terms of the boxing, we can give this round to, to, to mirrorless. <laughs> so, yeah. I think so. There we go. Right. Well, what, is, uh, that, is that a left hook or is that just a jab? Uh, that's a, that's a good cross. Yeah. It's a good yeah. cross. Good cross. Okay. Good cross to the face. <laughs> so, uh, okay. Round two. Uh, what should we go for? Autofocus. Ooh. <laughs> Autofocus. Well, we probably there we need go. to talk a little bit about the history of that yeah. of the system. So I suppose SLR always had the advantage with a, a phase focus. Yep. Um, and mirrorless didn't have that, did they? They were all um, a different contrast. system. Contrast, contrast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which supposedly is more accurate, but it's a lot slower. Yeah, and, very slow. And phase was much quicker. And that's what the digital SLRs had over the mirrorless all the time. Because if you're doing sports and wildlife, you wanted phase focus. Um, but that's not the case anymore, is it? No, no. We now have on sensor phase uh, detect auto focus. Yeah. So. And mirrorless use a combination of both. And of course, the 
big advantage from mirrorless is you have a lot more focus points and they're spread all across the screen rather than being um, it focused in the center, which it is with a digital SLR. So from a wildlife sports perspective, you want to have all those focus points over a wider range to capture your um, your subject. So I think, you know, it's, it's a bit like the size and weight thing. You know, if we go back, if we were mm. talking, if we were having this discussion, you know, even just two, three years ago, the DSLR would have won in terms mm. of autofocus mm. performance. Mm. But yeah, I mean, the, 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 the mirrorless cameras now have incredible autofocus performance. And that's not just any one brand. I mean, we're talking all of them, you know. Mm. Mm. All of them have got cracking autofocus performance and, and not just in stills, in video as well. So, mm. you know, we're getting lovely, you know, slow, pat, you, know, you know, focus pulling on videos, subject to subject, and it's really nice and slow and deliberate. And then when mm. you're, you know, you're taking these stills, the, the, the autofocus is really fast and rapid now on moving subjects. Um, mm. You know, the, the, the generation of cameras we're on now, it's just almost, uh, you know, if not neck and neck, it's, edging forward in mirrorless's favor i think you know i think that's fair to say mm. and um yeah you know it's, it's incredible actually the rate of progress uh in that area i mean early autofocus systems you know being contrast detect or mirrorless cameras it was a nightmare and mm. Uh, mm. <laughs> uh yeah i can certainly remember a few of the cameras i had that um it, you know which was really painful although they were lovely they took such lovely images i think mm. actually the one that springs to mind for me is my uh my my lumix gx1 I had a GX1 and I loved it because it was so teeny tiny. Mm. And uh, with the 25mm f1.7 Leica lens, um, that was such a great little pairing. Um, mm. But mm. the autofocus was dire on it. You know, <laughs> it, was, it would take so long to go point to point. And, uh, mm. But now, you know, with, with these technologies that we have now in the mirrors cameras, like I detect AF, it's just incredible. I was going to say, and that's been... I, mean, I think Sony have been responsible for that, haven't they? I mean, they were the first to bring out eye autofocus um, and then animal eye focus. Um, and certainly um, the other manufacturers have followed. Um, um, I remember uh, we call him Sony Steve, don't we? He's just Sony called Steve. Steve, but we call him Sony Steve. Sony I remember Steve. him demonstrating the, um, was it the A7 III? And he was just showing how he was literally just waving the camera in front of our we had a bag area and uh it was the sort of photography you just think what on earth are you doing and he's just showing how it was picking up focus even though he's he was waving it around it was picking up focus on each shot that he fired on a burst mode yeah and you just think well there's no way you could have photographed like that say um even on well even a, de a digital slr or a mirrorless 10 years ago 15 years ago um people just think he hasn't got a clue what he's doing <laughs> but it just shows that if um with a focus system like that, um, we always say that you know, these systems and all this technology doesn't necessarily make you a better photographer, but it gives you those opportunities to get that photograph. Um, and certainly, Steve, he's, a, he's done a lot of weddings and you think you want a focus system that's not going to let you down with those moments that you can't just say, oh, can, can, can you just go back and do that confetti again? Yeah, I've uh, missed that. Yeah. Oh, can you just kiss him again? Because I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, I missed I'll that. 
I was going to say the turning point for me in, in the way I felt about DSLRs. I mean, I, I, I used to always use um, DSLRs for my weddings. And, you know, obviously by the time I, I hung up my hung up my gloves, hung up my boots or whatever, you uh-huh. say, um, you know, mirrorless was, was vaguely on the scene, but, you know, it wasn't a big deal at all because it wasn't very good at that time in terms of, uh, you know, being a professional tool. But I, mm. I did a, a wedding for our very own Luke that works with us and uh, uh-huh. uh, as a favour to him. And um, and uh, I I used the, an A7 III uh, out of interest because of, you know, the, all the great things I'd heard about eye autofocus and all this kind of stuff. And there's a there's a feature in there with, which has got um, facial recognition. So you can assign a face to the camera. So, so basically mm. it, it, first thing in the morning, I took, uh, I took a photo of uh, Sarah's lovely face and uh, I signed that as uh, person number one. And then I took a photo of Luke and assigned that as person number two. So now the camera knew that in any scene, any situation, any room, it didn't matter whatever the situation was. It didn't matter how many people were there. It would always focus on Sarah's face first, Luke's face second, before anybody else. Mm. And to my astonishment, it worked seamlessly. It was just mm. unbelievable. And, you know, the amount of keepers that I got, it just never missed, never missed a beat. Uh, it that's the incredible. thing, isn't it? It, it? it doesn't necessarily make you better. What it does no. allow you to do is, is for you to relax and go, actually, I can see this shot now. I can see that shot because you're not worrying, checking, or is uh, have I, did I get focused there? Didn't I? You, 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 you can rely on it. And uh, it just allows you then for you, for you to breathe a bit and go, okay, I can really see a really good shot here or or there and um and in essence yes it is a making you a better photographer but it's not um you you've got to you've got to have the skills in place beforehand <laughs> but it's uh yeah you know you're absolutely right it, it mm. doesn't make you a better photographer necessarily but it just reduce it just eases eases your passage mm. makes things a little bit easier for you you know mm. makes your life a bit easier and um yeah i mean that it was at that moment that i i said crikey you know if 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 i had this when i was doing weddings it would have been a complete game changer for me so mm. you know mm. i think based on that alone from my perspective i, I would say that mirrorless uh, cameras are ahead of the slrs mm-hmm. in terms of their autofocus performance now whether that's the case for absolutely every area and every condition i don't know mm. we're probably they're neck and neck in, in in certain respects i would think but you know leagues ahead in mm. others but you know dslr autofocus has been incredible for a long long time you know mm. and you know, from film days you know it's just it's, it's been you know really really good but mirrorless has definitely taken a huge step forward with things like i auto uh, IAF and, and things like that because mm. these technologies are not just applicable to stills they're applicable to video as well you know and that's where the the, the crossover lies and that's just what helps push all this technology mm. forward and so, of course with digital SLRs once they start to do video they switch off all that quick system that they yeah, had they go and, to contrast it, yeah. and with mirrorless, they don't have to switch that off. They give them the stills and video. It's the same focus system. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I think mm. uh, the upset of that is 
It's another round to the mirror. That's, that's an uppercut, isn't it? That was a hefty yeah, uppercut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, Go round, this, round this, three. Is there going to be a round three? I think that's is going to be round three. The DSLR is wobbling on his knees. Yeah. But uh, yeah, round three. Let's go round three. Well, uh, you see, now hang on. Is the DSLR doing an, an alley and he's just soaking those punches and then he's going to see what they've got and then he's going to hit them in the in the eighth or ninth round? Well, this is this is a good chance for, for the DSLR to, mm. to, to show mm-hmm. what he's got. Round three, speed. Mm-hmm. Speed. Okay. Well, Okay, <laughs> so I speed has long been the preserve of the DSLR, hasn't it? And mm-hmm. you know, we're talking uh, those big, you know, sports cameras, wildlife cameras, one DX that we've already mentioned, uh, mm-hmm. D five, D six, whatever, and uh, they, you know, they they have huge, uh, you know, uh, hugely fast AF systems, hugely fast burst rates. Um, big burst rates with, um, you know, big buffers mm-hmm. and the battery life to cope with that as well, um, mm-hmm. to deliver huge, fast performance, um, which has been essential in, in sports photography, wildlife photography for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I think it's an area where, again, mirrorless, if we were having this discussion a few years ago, probably, you know, would have struggled. But, but, um, you know, it's. I think the current gen again of mirrorless cameras, they've got speed licked, haven't they? <laughs> so, well, if we're talking frames per second, um, yeah. quite often um, we'll have a customer in the shop, and they'll be, oh, uh, yeah, we have to explain digital SLR and mirrorless to them, and they'll be on a certain budget, and let's take. The Sony A6000, but now how long has that camera been out? That was 2013, was it? 13, 14? Yeah, yeah. So a number of years. That's an 11 frames per second camera. Yeah. And now <laughs> you can get that with a lens, what, 450? Um, and I say to people, well, the, if you look at, um, I don't want to say Canon, but I'm going to name the Canon, what's well, the 7D? Is that, um, that's the only camera that will start to get close to that frames per second. Yeah. But you're going to have to pay double for that. So um, uh, for a long time, mirrorless have uh, had that advantage. But I remember when mirrorless first started coming into the in, into shops and I was thinking, well, this is the future because it's it's not restricted by anything. It's not restricted by that mechanical shutter. Because in the end, it's just down to zeros and ones, isn't it? It's the, the, it's the complete digital experience. You, well, that's um, it. You know, the, the, the mirror yeah. has, has gone. There's no need mm. for this mechanical mm. contraption to go up and down. Mm. And like you say, you can even ditch the mechanical shutter and have mm. a purely electronic shutter. Mm. And, and you can get up to absurd frame rates now. Well, so the R5 is uh, 20 frames per second, isn't it? Um, well, that's it. And, and that's yeah. at full resolution. Mm. Now, mm. if you want to talk about 4K burst, mm. you know, so, some of these cameras now are capable of 60 frames per second, aren't they? Mm. Mm. So, mm. if not more. So, mm. you know, you can really 
ensure you get that shot of your of your child doing long jump on sports day without yeah. any problem yeah. <laughs> so. I, I, I mean it's, it's a topic for another episode but it, it it will come down to the people just videoing rather than taking photographs um yeah. but i think that's another subject uh is, in our dark it? days <laughs> we'll yeah. talk about that but uh, yeah speed unfortunately you know mm. it was around where you think the dslr could have come good but i think you know speed is definitely and also, if you think about speed in terms of writing images and reading images, well, you think about Sony and their second RAM they have, um, that ability to, well, even in their RX cameras, which aren't really mirrorless, but they don't have a mirror. Um, but even now they're in the, uh, it's in the A6500 has that, and certainly the A7 III has that, where they can store stuff before it gets to the card. So you're... You've just got the, you know, they can do super slow motion um, with these cameras. It's, yeah, I mean, the speed now is is incredible. And a lot of these mm. mirrorless cameras, of course, are using, the, you know, next generation uh, media as well. Mm. Mm. XQD cards, for example, CF mm. Express 2 cards, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So, mm. yeah, speed is a, is a, is a huge thing for, for, for many photographers, different disciplines. And uh, I think the mirrorless has got it down. This is not looking good for the DSLR, Rob. No, 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 no. Have you have you got a round that you think the DSLR could could come back? <laughs> um, we could have a round of how does it make you feel? Ah, oh, yes, hands on yeah. experience. Yeah. So should we do that one next? Let's do that. Let's do that. So round four, how does it make you feel? AKA hands on experience. There we go, Rob. I'll let you lead on this one. Well, I think the thing that digital SLR still has over the mirrorless is that optical viewfinder and that feeling you have, it puts you in touch with how the SLRs were back in the 60s, 70s, 80s. Um, You know, my first camera was an SLR. Um, As in my first proper camera was an SLR. And it's just that feeling of, the optical viewfinder, knowing it is just light and how you will see the world through it. Um, you can't, it's very hard to challenge that. And then of course you then got that feeling of the mechanical shutter, that whole feel of the mirror going up and going down again. It, it, it gives you a kind of, uh, a sense that something has happened. Well, that's it. It, it might not necessarily be, you know, great yeah. for, vibration or whatever but you know in terms of the mirror moving mm. but you know like you say that noise that you know yeah it's evocative it's, it's, I, I, it's I don't want to name brands but there are some uh so-called mechanical shutters or mirrorless and i've i've been given them and i'm going to try them out and i've pressed the button i've gone is that it yeah. Oh, has it taken it? Oh, right. Oh, right. it has. Yeah. It's, it's, it can be, for me, quite a non-event in that. Yeah. And it, you yeah. then feel quite remote from it as well. It's nice to know you've taken a mm. picture. I think anyone mm. that's used a Pentax 6.7 or a Hasselblad will, mm-hmm. will understand that, you know, the mirror oh, and that thing, yeah. which yeah. is basically like picking up a, you know, your, your living room window and <laughs> slapping it down. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And the, the Pentax, <laughs> the, the Hasselblad's got a very satisfying whap where it uh, shuts yeah, its second yeah. shutter. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, uh, that's just it. 
like you say, you know you've taken a picture. <laughs> it's kind yeah. of like, yeah. oh. And even yeah. when you uh, crank it over, um, I mean, like the Mio, I said 6.7, um, even the Bronica, much yeah. smaller. It has the same, that same feel of, uh, it's, uh, you can feel the seals almost, can't you, on all these yeah. cameras uh, opening and closing uh, uh, as the, as but in, 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 uh, DSLR land, you know, you, you, you get that same feeling mm. with, you know, most of the cameras really, but, but mm. certainly the, mm. the, the, the upper end ones, you know, like the, the when you're shooting rapid fire on a 1DX <laughs> mm. with the shot, you know, and you can just hear it go, bum, 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 and the mirrors flapping up and down. It's very satisfying. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, till recently, um, before we had uh, non-blackout, you had blackout on mirrorless. So you're you do. doing fast shutter speed, and of course you're you can't see, you, you lose the vision. So if you're following things like racing cars on a, an SLR, at least you can see the image all the time through the, through the viewfinder. Yeah. And of course, blackout is a really unnerving thing when you're trying to shoot mirrorless with a, an older style mirrorless. Because um, there are some now that don't have they've that blackout. Yeah, some of them the, have come out, haven't yeah, they? But, um, yeah. um, certainly you, the A9 um, certainly didn't have that. And the, the new one, the A1, um, doesn't, have, yeah, doesn't it, have a uh, suffer from the blackout. Yeah, um, it certainly did used to be a problem though. Yeah, without mm, a doubt. Mm, Mm. Um, but yeah, I think there's something to be said from from that, you know, feeling of taking a photo. The optical viewfinder, I, I fully agree with you on that. Uh, uh, the optical viewfinder is an incredible invention, and it mm. just and like you say, it's, it's it's being able to see through that lens with your own eye, not an electronic representation. Mm. Although that does has its place as well. I mean, like uh, mm. it, that, for example, shooting in the dark on a mirrorless mm. camera. You can see mm-hmm. a hell of a lot more than mm-hmm. uh, through the viewfinder than you can see in a DSLR. Mm-hmm. Um, although, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a very minor advantage, really, compared mm-hmm. to the overall advantage of the optical viewfinder. Plus, you can obviously with a mirrorless as well, you could perhaps set the color, you know, you could put it in black and white and you can shoot through the viewfinder in black and white and see what your final composition is going to look like. So, I mean, that's a pretty cool feature. Yeah, um, and I think if you're you're trying to um, paint with light, which we want to do in black and white, then, yeah, that, that can – I mean, uh, when I've done uh, black and white on film, you, you're trying to see it and think, oh, actually, that would be very good, could see good contrast. But, yeah, I think being able to see that through the viewfinder gives you um, – the position, well, you go, okay, yeah. I just need to position here. That would look a little bit better. Yeah. It's another example yeah. of it making your yeah. life easier, isn't it? But, you know, I think, again, as well, I was sort of alluding to it earlier, but that weight and size, hands-on experience, what if, how it makes you feel. Sometimes mm. that bigger, heavier camera can be a good thing yeah. in that respect of feeling substantial, you know. But gee, why why is it that we, uh, you and I, have gone back to shooting film on our holidays? Because it's the way it makes us feel, and That's it, right, yeah. it puts us. I mean, with film, I mean, this is another topic, but it puts you back in the driver's seat, doesn't it? It's, uh, um, oh yeah, having to change gear, or oh, I've got to do it all myself. Oh, okay, <laughs> oh, I've got to think about that exposure. Oh yeah, I really got to. Can't just go and shoot um, uh, a whole role here i've got to be careful um in fact someone said to me today oh yeah they he was 
buying a I think a battery and uh, oh a bit a, a, he wanted a really large uh, memory card and. Uh, uh, I think he said that his um, the person he was buying it for they they at a weekend they'll shoot two thousand shots. And I'm thinking, wow, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck editing that lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the time to, to go through that. Lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look at it once, forget about it. But yeah. But again, it's that feeling of taking your time and and the care of it and and of course we when we sort of dive it off to film but it's still the slr still gives you that film feel doesn't it yeah in a yeah. way yeah mm. it, it does certainly do you know what i think i think we're going to give this round to the dslr rob yeah i yeah. think that's a fair thing to say yeah right round we're we going to name the punches given or we, we, we've oh, uh, that's, that out. was that was a solid Haymaker. haymaker, you can get a haymaker. Haymaker, yeah. haymaker. <laughs> it, 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 it rising from the canvas like a phoenix from the flames yeah, with a yeah. mighty haymaker yeah. to the jaw of the mirrorless camera. Yeah, has so, he drawn blood? Has he? Uh, yeah. has the mirrorless got a cut? Um, <laughs> There's a slight cut there. I mean, the DSLR's not looking too clever, but it's uh, it's definitely uh, definitely an improvement. So round five is a good one, Rob. Legacy, legacy, legacy. Oh. Now. We were talking about Nikon earlier. Mm. Now they have one of the richest legacies in all of photography, really. Mm. You can still buy, not all of them, but you can still buy a Nikon DSLR today and mm. you can stick a lens on from 50 mm. and it will still work. Mm. Mm. There's not many camera brands you can do that with, is there? So, you know, the, the Nikon F mount has remained in production since 58 uh yeah. and, and you know obviously certain things might not work quite quite right but certainly on sort of the, the upper end nikon models a lot of the features will still work like metering and, and, and that kind of stuff so it's, yeah i mean even um i mean i had a d70 and so that was uh probably the first uh sub well thousand pound camera uh, digital SLR camera when it came out and yeah I could put my old Nikon lenses on and in the CPU you can enter the CPU data in the menu and all That's it right. needed was the focal length and the widest aperture and it would give you metering yeah. for it so yeah. and you think now the D70 is really I suppose it's now really the 7000 range and uh, so as long as it's not 3000 or 5000 you can use all those lenses quite easily um yeah yeah you know that's incredible yeah. i mean you, you the amount of lenses that's on offer as a nikon dslr user mm. is incredible you know that, that you can just stick on stick on the front of the camera natively this I'm, i must mm. put a caveat in here that i'm talking about straight camera to body not mm. with mm. It, not with an adapter so mm. i mean obviously mm. the mirrorless can use an adapter and in mm -hmm. fact, you know, you can pretty much get any mirrorless camera and you can get an adapter that will fit pretty much any lens out there mm. um, and it'll work uh, to a degree. Mm -hmm. But we're talking about native compatibility. So, yeah, yeah. I think, you know, in, in that respect, you know, Nikon enjoy a, a very rich legacy, which is, mm. is definitely something that shouldn't be ignored. And, mm. uh, you know, I, I think that is a, a huge feather in the cap of, of the DSLR. Uh, and mm. you know, the, despite what we talked about at the beginning of the of, of the show, you know they are still producing 
these lenses and and you know and you can still buy these cameras you can go ahead and you can get lenses from any era of the last sort of 70 years and it will work which is mm. i find that mm. utterly incredible you know it's, it's an amazing thing and um mm. you know canon i guess you know their legacy stretches back with their current cameras as far as the sort of early 80s uh, mm. your system Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's, uh, you know, that's, that's still a pretty <laughs> respectable amount of, of lenses there. Um, whereas, yeah. you know, I think the mirrorless is, is still in its infancy mm. when it comes to, comes to that, isn't it? It is. But I think if you look at the speed how, of how many lenses have, uh, occurred in, in, um, I mean, yeah, okay, let's look at Nikon and Canon. So you have the new RF mount or you have the new, I call it the Z mount, but then they call them S lenses. It all gets a bit, uh, (laughs) (laughs) but they've brought out um, a lot of lenses um, very quickly. Um, And you think of in terms of when, um, let's say the EOS system started, um, um, oh, look at Sony. Sony got a huge amount of lenses in, in the time that they started doing their E mount and then certainly the FE mount. Um, they put a, a huge amount out in such a rapid time as well. Um, yeah, yeah. When I was looking today, I can't believe how many 50 mil, 55 mils Sony actually have now. Um, <laughs> They've definitely got, got quite the collection. Yeah. So, you all, know, when we talk yeah. about legacy, I guess that it's only uh, time you know, is the only thing that's mm. on the side of the DSLR in that mm. respect. And that, you know, as time goes by, you, you know, the, 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 these mirrorless brands will build their own legacy. And, uh, you know, obviously Canon and Nikon are still very much involved in, in that picture. Uh, mm. so, so their legacy continues mm. there, but the, uh, yeah, Sony and, and Panasonic, you know, Panasonic have been in the mirrorless game for a long time. Mm, mm. And only the mirrorless game. They never ventured into um, the digital SLR territory. But you talk about legacy and actually let's think about Nikon. Um, uh, You know, they've had songs written about Nikon. (laughs) Someone's managed to get uh, uh, Paul Simon and Kodachrome and, uh, you know, um, I can't see that happening with Sony or Panasonic. Wouldn't have the same, um, maybe it doesn't uh, scan that well in terms of uh, lyrics. (laughs) But, you know, like you say, it's it's, it's not just songs, it's law as well in terms of, you know, how many many Sony mirrorless bodies have saved uh, someone's life from a Mm. bullet? Mm. Mm. Yeah. No, not many <laughs> but also someone coming in going oh I want a Nikon camera because my dad had a Nikon camera yeah, or my, my granddad sure. had a Nikon camera um, and you can't say that about Panasonic and Sony yet yeah. um, it, it's they're still much although they're, they're the kind of game changers because it is become an electronics world and it is you think about well back in the 60s and 70s panasonic right. and sony were leading the way in in, in those sort of things you they think are. about uh your vcr um sony vcrs and panasonic i mean as you know my dad my uh, late father used to deal with hi-fi and he always said, when you'll, you'll take it apart, he says, you'll either find the part was Philips or it was National Panasonic. So um, it, they were using, back then, they, it was always electronics. And now it's, mm. they've, in the camera world, everyone thinks always oh, got to be, uh, they don't associate with those names being sort of camera names. 
I think that's what I'm trying to say is that people think, oh yeah, Nikon, that, that's a camera brand. And, um, and even now people come and go, oh, you mentioned Sony and they don't believe now they are now the number one camera company, aren't <laughs> well, they? In, of course, yeah, it's that, yeah. there's a little secret that you'll find probably most digital cameras have got a Sony sensor in them. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 So, I mean, yeah. again, that's a huge thing that most mm. people don't realize, but mm. yeah, I mean, a lot mm. of the, so a lot of the sensors in the world in cameras are developed and produced by Sony. So mm. it's, uh, mm. yeah, I mean, certainly I think their, their legacy in years to come will be, will be strong, but I think mm. at this point in time, I think we could probably call this round a draw. <laughs> mm. I don't know what do you think Rob should we draw it's fair there yeah because I think if you think about Nikon and Canon having that legacy well they're continuing that legacy through mirrorless aren't they they are yeah yeah with the, you know, the Z7 Z6 and R5 R6 so yeah yeah um, that's that's a um, uh, what do they call it a judge's scorecard judge's scorecard yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, mark that even. <laughs> mark that even. Yeah, I'm yeah. taking I'm taking the notes there. So, uh, so round six. This is kind of another one there. So round. There's, six. there's only uh, forty rounds of this, isn't there? So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think there's just two more rounds in this Titanic battle, Rob. Well, um, uh, can I go for my tea? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm getting hungry now. My dog's looking at me with you know huge, literally puppy dog eyes. I want my dinner, Dad. Um, but yeah, if we go for for round six, and that is battery life. Ooh, so <laughs> long been the bane in of uh, of mirrorless cameras. Uh, battery life is is definitely a uh, a big factor in in these things. Although, as with pretty much everything else we've discussed, it's changing and it's 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 mm. starting mm. to go the way of the mirrorless camera but mm-hmm. but why why are these mirrorless cameras so much more power hungry rob because you have to power everything so that viewfinder is powered um it's like a little tv on all the time um yep. the slr is you don't need that and when i show people you know, so you don't have to turn it on you can still see through through that um uh yeah, mirrorless. It's it's draining that power all the time. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, it, I think the good example is in in uh, with the digital SLR. As soon as you go to live view, then the battery power is in, is diminished because yeah. you're essentially turning it into a mirrorless camera in order so, to because obviously that say, live view. with a DSLR, you're looking through the lens, you're looking through mm-hmm. the optical viewfinder, and mm. it's not until you press the shutter button. That the, the the sensor is powered really, mm. you know, mm. you know that it might be on like a standby charge or whatever mm. when it's on, but mm. yeah, it, it's not powered until that moment. Whereas on a mirrorless camera, the sensor is powered all the time because that's mm. what's providing you with your um, image in terms of composition for your viewfinder, isn't it? Mm. And, uh, mm. So yeah, that's that's why it's a big draw. And I think inevitably these the mirrorless cameras have got a, a huge amount of processing going on in, inside as well, which which again mm-hmm. leads to uh, drain on on the battery. And in you know their attempts to make these cameras small and light, I think um, the manufacturers may have uh, you know 
historically kind of made the battery size smaller as well um, to, mm. to, to fit into mm. this smaller body, which all conspires for a, for a bad result in terms of <laughs> battery life, doesn't it? So, um, yeah, and I think that's the change recently is that we've seen, um, again, I think when Nikon brought out the Z7, they didn't shy away from trying to make it too small. Um, and I yeah. say to people, they didn't want to alienate their SLR customers. They wanted to keep that same size grip. So hence the, the battery is bigger and hence you're going to have more yeah. Um, yeah. Mars or milliamps or um, <laughs> with it. So, um, and of course, battery technology has improved as well. Um, it has. It you, has. Know, you, you can get a, a, a similar size battery, say 10 years ago, just wouldn't have the milliamp power to it i mean look at the lpe6 battery i mean there's a an a b and c version of yep. that because yeah. they the the power has rated um higher each time and that's happened in the space of uh, uh just a matter of a few years isn't it yes yeah exactly mm. and uh, i think yeah the, the improvement in battery technology has definitely helped and uh yeah, I think I think we first saw this with the the, the Sony. I think it was the Z, um, the, the A seven three. Sorry, the, yeah, uh, the Z series battery, um, yeah. much bigger unit than, than in previous uh, um, A sevens, and um, yeah, that really went a long way to to getting mirrorless battery life close to that of a DSLR. I mean, uh, DSLR battery life has always been superb. And uh, um, yeah, I mean, especially on those uh, on those upper end uh, big pro cameras that we keep going back to, the 1DX, for example, those big grip batteries in there, uh, I mean, they just seemingly last lasted for, you know, forever. I mean, mm. that's because mm. a pro does not want to be worrying about his battery running out of juice. So, mm. yeah, mm. I mean, and, mm. uh, yeah, the battery performance of those things was incredible. And, you know, again, that was a big reason why I took one to Finland because I knew those batteries were hardy. So they, they would take the the, the uh, drop in temperature and, mm. and still deliver a good amount of voltage. To, and that's to why the um, with the Olympics coming up, well, it's going to be last year. It's going to come up again this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, those top-end pro cameras like the D5 and the 1DX, um, Nikon and Canon hope to sell a lot of those through the Olympics because they know that is still the camera that the pros will go to because of battery life, power. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, not having to worry about it dying on you in, in you know, cause you've only got one chance at those sort of shots. So, That's right. Yeah. You know, and I was, you know, I was just thinking then this, you know, like these cameras, you know, the older mirrorless cameras, perhaps, you know, it was, mm. it was a weight saving, but mm. not necessarily a weight saving in your kit bag when you've got to take 10 batteries. <laughs> well, <laughs> when, yeah. I mean, some of them are like 600 yeah. milliamps. I mean, that's, uh, yeah. You, um, just, yeah. I mean, that's like your, phone isn't it your phone yeah, on your yeah. um uh you know your your wireless phone and uh landline wireless phone yeah uh, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's just doing one job isn't it <laughs> yeah no so i think we're, we're seeing we're seeing a lot of progress in battery life mm. and battery performance mm. now to, to to meet the needs of these cameras it was almost as if the technology was moving quicker than the battery technology the mm. cam tech you know mm. but but it's, it's, it seems to be catching up doesn't it but so we're seeing that in uh, other industries like the electric car industry yeah you know the indeed. batteries are much better than they were five years ago they're much better than they were three years ago um so it's, it's only natural that that would have the same would be happening with camera batteries yeah yeah so how do you want to score that round rob i don't <laughs> i think really i think you've got to give it to the digital slr still because yeah, it's yeah. um 
if you don't look at the pro cameras with the like the 1DX and the D5 and look at an ordinary uh, battery, it's still got better better life. Yeah. Um, yeah. With it. So um, yeah, I think the digital SLR for the moment. We'll we'll do this in a couple of years and then uh, <laughs> and then it will be different. Be, yeah. Uh, be different. So moving to our final round now, round seven. And this is this mm-hmm. is probably a factor that, you know, doesn't get talked about a lot, but it probably is a, is a big factor to a lot of people, and that is mm. cost. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the cost of these cameras. So I think it's fair to say that kind of like for like in terms of performance and ability, a mirrorless camera is slightly more expensive than a, than a DSLR mm-hmm. camera. And certainly the newer upper-end uh, mirrorless cameras are, are coming in at prices that were kind of way beyond their um, DSLR counterparts, um, you know, at a price point. And, you know, a lot of that is to do, I think, with the the price you pay for this new technology. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably fair to say, isn't it? But, mm-hmm. um, again, though, it's a bit like other tech that within a couple of years, these, these cameras become very affordable so yeah i I think a good example of that is the z7 um uh, i borrowed that camera for a week in the lake district yeah um and i loved it i thought it was fantastic and then after the week i was thinking why uh, why do i like this so much then i suddenly thought yeah most things that cost four and a half thousand usually pretty good (laughs) (laughs) yeah but the cost of that camera now is is far less than four and a half thousand so because they brought out mark ii um it's that sliding technology isn't it it's uh but it's still a incredibly capable camera but it's just being overtaken by the, by the mark ii um, but also you look at canon bring out the r5 the r6 um it, it's yeah it's that sliding scale so yeah. now uh, seven is quite affordable um yeah, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say to to everyone, but it's um, what are they now? Are they two something? I can quickly yeah. uh, I can quickly check. Uh, let's have a let's have a quick look. Hmm. Nick on mirrorless cameras. So yeah, so Rob, a, a Z7 yeah. can be had now. A, a Z7 body can be had for for two three one nine. That's our mm. price today, mm. um, and that's with an adapter as well. Um, mm. Or you can get it with the twenty four to seventy for two eight three nine. Hmm. So hmm. that's substantially uh, less than it was just, you know, it, when it was only a couple of years ago, wasn't it? When you went to the hmm. district, it wasn't. Yeah. 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 So yeah, yeah, it's amazing how the price, hmm. and I think we're seeing a, a faster turnover of these cameras because the technology is moving so quickly hmm. that, you know, you don't have to wait four, five years for the next hmm. one to come out before hmm. you can afford that model. You know, it's, it's happening now within, Two years, eighteen but, months. But is that perpetuated by Sony? I mean, Sony have come out with so many things so quickly, um, and they weren't afraid to go. Oh, we'll just bring out that model. Okay, we've got this now. We'll bring out that model. Yes, and of course, um, all the other firms are then running to catch up and go. Right, we've got to work on this now. We've got to work on our version of this, or we've got to come up with something else. Um, so yeah, it's just rapidly moving technology. And I, and I say to people, it's like the phones. You look at a phone from three years ago to going to buy one now. Um, 
it could do so much more than the phone yeah. three years ago. And it's um, it's the same technology that is being, um, or same technology race that is going on with, with mirrorless. That's right. So, and I think within this, you know, say you're a beginner, uh, you know, buying a DSLR, the latest DSLR uh, from a particular brand, Canon or Nikon, you know, mm-hmm. you can get into a kit, uh, certainly under 500 quid and then uh, but you know it was always a bit of a stretch to get that with a mirrorless kit although mm. now because the that time that's gone on and previous models mm. you can actually get into it for, for reasonable money now can't you mm. a, a mirrorless system well I mentioned the A6000 earlier you know that is sub 500 yeah if you're yeah. prepared to have slightly older technology um, the viewfinder not be as good as it is the latest model Um and I suppose that's the only thing, isn't it? With an SLR, it doesn't matter. You can look at an SLR from 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, the viewfinder is going to be the same as it is now. If, you, if you're staying within the same you know, APS sensor or full frame. Um, that's a very interesting that's point. That's not yeah. affected by that technology. It's, yeah. um, um, I mean, how often we get a Nikon D700 in and we just go, oh, look at that. Oh. You know? I know we've mentioned this before, but yeah. You know, that, still, I mean, that is a purely stills camera. Favorite. No video. <laughs> I mean, it's built like a tank. And even now, you look at it, and go, that is. I think that's the best built uh, uh, digital SLR Nikon made. Um, oh yeah, for sure. That, uh, nothing's really come close to that since. It was yeah. just. I'm, I'm sure they'll say, "Well, no, yeah, D3." And but I just think for not a, a non-pro camera not although, top tier yeah not, we all not. know pros use the d700 um, when we say pro camera we mean the top top tier yeah um yeah what a what a camera what a camera and yeah. uh, i would love to see yeah. a return to something like that from yeah. the dom that'd be a, and of course incredible. 12 megapixels but that's another episode we'd have that's to talk about episode, is, uh, yes. the megapixel race yeah, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. so but, cost cost then i think how, how do we score this because it's quite interesting you know that that you know <sighs> DSLRs remain less money than mirrorless cameras, mm-hmm. but you can get not the latest, but the one before the latest mirrorless mm. for quite affordable money quite soon. So that, that's, and, that's very but interesting. also, if you look at what's actually happening in terms of the second-hand market, lots of people are swapping SLR to mirrorless. So if you're wanting a system and you think, well, I really want to start to get into photography, you could pick up a great second-hand yeah. digital SLR. Huge buttons um, out there for DSLRs. Yeah, and probably quite new because someone might have thought, okay, I thought I'd give this a go. Whatever reason, they've decided, no, I want to go with mirrorless. Um, yeah, so they, I think there's bargains to be had. So um, there may, may have yeah. been uh, never a better time to buy DSLR. Mm. So, yeah, I think, I think on that uh, no, you could probably score that draw. I would say. I think. Uh, I don't know. I'm almost give it to digital SLR which, because <laughs> new, if you think of new, I guess the cameras the whole, coming out, they're a lot more money. They're um, a lot more money. Yeah, they are yeah. a lot more money. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that used example, I suppose you, you mentioned, mm. there's a very valid point that you can get a hell of a bargain for a mm. DSLR now. Mm. So, yeah, I think you're right, Rob. Let's, let's award that round to DSLR. Mm-hmm. So, at the end uh, of the fight... Now, have we got a winner? Or is this, uh, is this all been for, uh, <laughs> for nothing? <laughs> it's um, got to be a rematch. <laughs> uh, 
Are we going into extra time? <laughs> we, we, it, we are currently at a draw, yes. Oh, <laughs> so the, 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 the mirrorless won the first three rounds and uh, yeah, DSLR came back in round four. The round five, the legacy round was a draw and then the last two rounds we've given to the DSLR. <laughs> so it is it's three rounds apiece with a draw. So, and that was completely unscripted. This is perfect. This is yeah, a cliffhanger just- for uh, any listeners. So yeah, tune in next week. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just just buy whatever you want, really, isn't it? That's, yeah, that's just do. Do you know what this is? And this is actually a true thing that I say to customers in the shop when they come in. They say, you know, which camera shall I buy? And I always say to them, do you know what? You can't really buy a bad camera these days. Mm, mm, it, whatever mm. you buy is going to be incredible. Uh, and on that footnote, and, customers always say to me, oh, "What's the best camera uh, you can buy?" I said, "The one that you take with you." Yeah. Yeah, because the worst camera is the one that stays in the cupboard and yep. uh, doesn't do anything. So you've got to be so, happy you cart it around. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> there we go. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, oh, God, I can't believe that's a draw. That's a draw, <laughs> and that was completely unscripted. That's that's how yeah, it was an honest, God, just straight chat that we had, and that's how it's come out. So it goes yeah. to show DSLRs are still very relevant in 2021. Without doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Do we have yeah. to have a judge's ruling here? I don't know. Have we, have we got to conclude this or just leave it? Uh, um, uh, well, I think it may, it may be unsatisfactory to some, but I think we leave it as a draw rule. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, I think I think it proves the point that, that DSLRs are still just as good as, as a mirrorless camera in mm-hmm. certain circumstances. So mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. It, it depends. It all depends. <laughs> Which has made, you know, this episode very yeah. clear for people. And yeah. they're trying to decide between a DSLR or a mirrorless camera. Yeah, we, we made it really informative for them to, 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 to be caught between a rock and a hard place. <laughs> yeah. There we go. There well, we go. Um, yeah, yeah, I think if you're thinking about one of those, um, get a film camera. I think yeah. that's what we're saying. <laughs> that's right. I think that's what we're saying here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Buy a film camera. Any film camera. <laughs> oh dear. No, I think uh I think like but like you said, Rob, you know, I think if we had this discussion three years ago, DSLR would have won outright. Mm. I think if we had this discussion in three years' time, mirrorless will win outright. Mm. I think or maybe just, even less. I think yeah. that's um but I think we're just at a very we're at the cusp. This is mm. this is the point where mm-hmm. these two things are equal at the moment. So in twenty twenty one they're just as relevant as each other so uh mm-hmm. so there we go i think i think that does us for today but uh yeah good good topic good chat that was good yeah. that was good so uh after all that uh if, if you really want to email us to tell us what pair of uh ninnies we are for, for wasting your time you're quite welcome to email us at podcast at castlecameras.co.uk rob and i would love to read your email and uh and uh, answer any question that you might have. You know, you never know. You might even get on one of our shows. So send us an email, podcast at castlecameras.co.uk. Go ahead, brighten up our day. There we go. So uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's been a good one. Thank you very yeah. much, Rob. Yeah, I think I'm just going to go and lie down now. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Next time, we'll just toss a coin for it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I've been Graham. Thank you for listening. And I've been Rob, and I'm going to go and lie down somewhere. <laughs>